0: Hey, everybody. You are joining me for episode 210 of the Blended Family Podcast, and I'm here today with a solo show, which is super exciting because I know I've been bringing you guys tons and tons of co-hosting shows, which are also great, and some expert interviews, but I haven't really gotten a chance to just sit and talk with you guys. So I really do want to start throwing more of those in. We have just been so very busy. Um, And I will tell you about that in a second. I wanted to share, I got two new reviews for the show. So thank you in advance for those. Uh, Let's see, I will read those here. The first one. Is from Happy Josh Josh, and it's a five star. And he says, I've read blogs, books, and have listened to several podcasts about relationships. Melissa and her guests delivered the program I've been searching for. All I can say is thank you for what you're doing to help bring understanding to the wild world of blended families. Keep it going. So thank you. Happy Josh, Josh. And the second one comes from Steph Spencer, 2013, also a five star. And she says, I found Melissa and the Blended Family podcast when my blended family was in a really rough spot. I was searching for anything to help or give me perspective or at the very least to know I wasn't alone. I binged almost every episode within seven days and took many things and applied them at home with my own blended family. Melissa is honest, down-to-earth, and most of all, kind. She doesn't sugarcoat anything about having a blended family, good, bad, or ugly. I appreciate how much time and effort she puts into this and that her passion is just to help other families. You have helped mine, and I can't thank you enough for that. So thank you also to Steph Spencer 2013. You guys, your reviews, uh, not only do they help me in iTunes so that other people can find the show and make sure it's something that they're looking for, but it also lets iTunes know how I'm doing, and it also tells me how I'm doing right? It, it helps me to know that you guys are enjoying the show. So please keep those reviews coming. Uh, and to leave a rating or review, it's very, very simple. You just go to blendedfamilypodcast.com slash iTunes and you can do it right there. All right, so let's see what else. A Facebook group. If you are not a member of our private Facebook community, please head on over there. It's a great community of like-minded people who are in the same boat as you. And this is a non-judgmental space, a non-shaming space. And we really try to keep it a place of support for all of you. So if you want to come see what we're doing over in the group, just check us out at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash group for that. Now for my local people, I know there are plenty of you that live near and around me. So I live in Eastern Central Florida. Anyone that lives in and around that area. So that would be Orlando, Melbourne, Titusville, Coco, let's see, down to Palm Bay, all those kind of areas around there, Kissimmee. Let me know if you're interested in doing a meetup i would like to create a meetup group for blended families in and around this area to maybe meet if not every other week at least once a month to start so we can get something going so we can have some local support so let me know if you want to do that and for my people that are not in florida if any of you are thinking about starting a meetup group and you want to kind of do what we're doing here We can help you create those in your own area for the Blended Family Podcast, and I can give you an agenda to follow and kind of help you through that, and maybe we can start having some meetups going in different states and different areas of the world so that you can all find the local support, because the show is great, and it's a great way for you guys to listen to what I have to say and to maybe find some people, but a local meetup would be great because then you're actually face-to-face with other people, making actual connections with people and you can even get your families together and things like that. And that's really what I would like to create. And I think the easiest way for us to start that is by starting these smaller meetup groups. So anyone that is interested in anything like that, please go ahead and email me, melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com and you can just put meetup in the subject line And we can talk about that moving forward. And I'd like to get that going within the next month or so. And other ways that you can help me uh, just share the show with people that you know, you know, other blended families that you know, please just let them know that we exist and that we really do just want to help and just direct them to us, the easiest way is just blendedfamilypodcast.com and they can learn all the information on there. And so if if you don't mind, just take a moment to maybe just share it on your social media account or wherever you can. I would really, truly appreciate that. Now, as far as me, yes, I have been super busy this month. That's why you'll notice I think there was only one show in September and I am so Sorry, you guys, I am trying so hard, but uh, there's a lot going on right now in our finance company, and there's some things that we're trying to get off the ground, and it's also been just kind of a crazy month. So Sean's mom had a car accident, I guess going back about three weeks now, three or four weeks, and she had just gotten a brand new car. This was her brand new car. She only had it for three weeks, and she ended up totaling the car. So, and it's difficult for her to try to figure out all the stuff with the insurance and everything. So, we've been helping her with that. As well as, Sean has been getting ready to head out of town on a men's retreat. If you follow me on social media, you might have seen what's been going on with him. But he was going clear across the country all the way to California to Shasta Lake for a men's retreat for a finance company. And he's been really nervous about leaving because. We really haven't been apart in 13 years. Truly, we haven't been. I mean, except for going to the store, maybe there's been a span of hours apart, but we really have not had overnights apart from each other. And so he's been really anxious about that, as well as knowing he had to leave me with the kids and with his mom and concerned, obviously, that there would be too much on my plate. And so he was really, really stressed out and that he's back now the trip has already happened but up to it there were a lot of things going wrong and not not in a good way and so right up to the very day that he left the night before he left aside from his mom's accident we had an incident with our kids it was uh, my bio daughter and his bio daughter were out and about and ended up getting into a fight with another girl And the night before he's ready to leave, we get a phone call and, you know, now the cops are involved. And so we needed to cancel the plans that we had and run home, deal with the situation. As it turned out, it really wasn't their fault. They were just defending themselves from somebody else. But it didn't mean that it was without difficulty because Sean still had to drive down to the station and they had to fill out an affidavit. And, you know, with teenagers, it's like... You just you just can't get away from the drama from day to day. And so it was really tough for him leaving. He was just freaking out, full of anxiety, even though we had straightened out that whole situation the night before. And so today I'm going to really talk to you guys about, about this type of situation because we don't really encounter it. Like I said, this was the first time in 13 years that we had it, but... There are a lot of you listening that are in military families where you have one partner that's away for extended periods of time. And then there's a lot of you that have business trips. There's a lot of you that are constantly away on business, leaving your partner at home to tend to the blended family. And I know from just that one little experience that I had, that it was very stressful for the both of us for many different reasons. And... I know that some of you deal with this all the time, so I thought it might be a good idea to just share my experiences a little bit and talk to you guys about maybe some tips to make things easier for you if that is what your life is like. Um, So one of the major things that I will start with to tell you guys is if you are a blended family that has to spend time apart, some tips to make it easier, the first thing is you need to communicate fully before that separation. So whether it is a business trip, a pleasure trip, it doesn't matter. But if you're a blended family, you need to discuss beforehand what are the expectations going to be while the partner is gone. So And this is on many different levels. So first, the biggest thing is, are you going to be there at the house or is your partner going to be there at the house with all of the kids. If you're going to be there at the house with stepkids while the custodial parent is gone out of town in another state or even in another country, then there needs to be discussion beforehand of what is the discipline going to be like and what are the expectations of when you're gone out of that house? So is there going to be pick up and drop offs with an X for the kids? If so, how is that going to be handled? What kind of chores or expectations do the kids have while their parent is gone out of town? And those things first needed to be discussed as a couple, right? I mean, before you even present anything to the kids, you want to come to an agreement of exactly what all the expectations are completely without the kids present in the room. And then once you really know that, then you can bring the kids in and say, listen, At this next trip, mom or dad is going to be gone out of town for this many days, and here's what's expected of you while I'm gone. And that should come from the custodial parent. That shouldn't have to come from the step-parent. The step-parent is going to have a difficult enough of a job while the custodial is gone, just trying to really implement... Whatever that structure was. And that's going to be difficult because there could be pushback from the kids. But there will be less pushback, I promise you, if that custodial parent sits down with the kids prior to leaving and tells them, here's what I expect. And here's what's going to happen if I find out that you are not doing what I expect. And here is going to be the consequences. That all needs to come from the custodial. That way, the step parent can just do their best to implement what is necessary. And I say, do your best because, right, nothing's gonna go perfect. I mean, I learned that myself. So, and then the other thing you might wanna discuss is, and, and I know I did this with Sean. Because he was so worried and he was like, you need to call me and tell me everything that's going on. And I said, I am not going to call you and tell you every little detail that's going on and bring things to your attention that maybe don't need to be said. So what I mean here is, I'm not gonna call him with every time maybe there's an eye roll or a disrespect or maybe the kids don't do exactly what I expected them to do at that moment. I'm not gonna call him up and complain about that because there's really nothing he can do about that from where he's at. And it's just going to stress him out. But on the other hand, if there's something major, then I'm gonna call him and let him know, which I had to do because believe it or not, His daughter ended up getting into a car accident while he was gone. And it was crazy because I was like, honey, just, I don't want anything bad to happen while your dad is gone. Please just be so good. And she was good. It was not her fault. She was driving in somebody else's car. But as it turned out, she did have an accident and she ended up with a concussion and she was fine thankfully, but that was something that I needed to call and bother him about because he would have wanted to know, right? He's going to want to know if his child was in a car accident or any type of major situation or if there was an illness, but little things I'm not going to call. But those are things that you need to talk to your partner about before they leave and get clear on that because you both need to know what you want to know, and you need to discuss that in advance. So maybe you want to know every single little detail. If that's agreed upon, then go for it. But just make sure you agree on those things in advance, because it'll make it easier uh, when the separation does happen. So, And as a couple, you just need to be on the same page. That's why you're having this discussion. That's why you're talking about it. Get on the same page. That way, you can remain on the same page for dealing with the kids. And uh, it's always difficult. I'll tell you, if you're if you're a custodial parent that's leaving your children with the step-parent, you've got to know that that is a difficult position for the step-parent to be in. Because depending on the children and how they mind their step-parent, uh, lots of kids don't. And they will use you being gone as an opportunity to push back even harder. Now, I'll tell you that I didn't personally have that situation. I found that My stepchildren did definitely respect me while their dad was gone. But again, he laid down the ground rules with them before he left and he let them know that they better respect me while he's gone or there was going to be a problem when he got back. And so that's my first tip to you is just make sure that there is a major discussion before leaving. And if you leave often, if this is a regular occurrence, then you don't need to have that discussion every single time. Maybe just a big discussion the first time, but then moving forward periodically, you'd want to check in. So if you're leaving once a month on business, maybe every couple of months, two to three months, you might want to check in and say, hey, how's everything working? Do we need to tweak anything? Do we need to discuss anything new? Or if everything's working fine, then we just leave things as is. So I hope that all makes sense. Um, My second tip for you there is uh, spend quality time. Before the separation happens. So, depending again, if you go away every month, maybe your quality time is just gonna consist of a few hours the night before, making sure that you connect, maybe spend some time at dinner or something like that. But if you have a big trip coming up, let's say you're military and you're gonna be gone for months, then I would try to get in a weekend maybe before the separation happens, a full weekend, just the two of you to spend time together. And obviously you're going to want to spend time with your kids as well. But this is really, really important and mostly important as a couple because kids, you can leave kids for a little bit of time and come back. And by the way, with this, I'm not talking about military because I know that that is far greater of a trauma to kids when you have to leave for months at a time. So for that, you definitely need to work on major quality time with your kids. But in general, if you're leaving for a week or less, kids are usually very resilient, but relationships... I think people in relationships have a little bit of a harder time because kids have their own lives and they have other people going on in their lives and relationships. But when it's your own personal relationship and someone's leaving, that pain can be felt uh, deeply. I know that for me, I found it was always worse in the evening time for me. That's when I felt the most lonely. So make sure that you get in your quality time before a trip. You know, We didn't get to do that because we were having to deal with the kids that night and Sean was at the police station and I was home crying because I was so upset about what was happening. And so We didn't get to connect beforehand and spend that quality time. And we definitely felt the absence of that. So my best advice to you is if you have an upcoming trip, make sure that you spend some quality time. And even if that's just at home, holding hands, connecting, I don't care what it is. Um, And intimacy is super important before there's a trip. Try to have some sort of intimacy Beforehand, and even if it's not sexual, but intimacy in whatever way that you would consider, okay, for the parent staying at home, I think that it's really important, and and this doesn't necessarily mean that you're the step parent staying home. You could be the bio parent. It doesn't matter. But if you're the parent staying at home and you're a single parent for that period of time. That's so important to practice self care to make sure that you're doing for yourself. And, you know, what I did was my mistake was I made myself way too busy because I didn't want to have to think. And you guys know I'm kind of a workaholic anyway. So I ended up spending pretty much the whole entire time really working and running around. And running myself a little too hard and I forgot about the importance of maybe taking some time to do something for me maybe some shopping maybe a bath maybe reading a book I really didn't do that and I wish that I did so self-care is really important you want to keep yourself busy but not too busy so make sure that you try to do something that you don't normally have time to do so maybe that's going to lay out by the pool somewhere Maybe it's going to grab some lunch with a friend. I did do that. I went and had some lunch with a friend that I don't normally have time to do. And so I did that. But you just want to make sure that you're doing something for yourself, that you're not just still running around taking care of the kids and everyone else and not you, because you are going to be home with time to think. You know, The person that is gone is likely busy, whether they're working or whether they're doing something even if it's pleasurable, it doesn't matter, they're busy. They're busy and they're gonna think about you sometimes but they're busy doing what they're doing but your home, nothing's really changed for you so you're gonna be thinking a lot. So just get out and do something that you don't normally get to do. Um, and the other thing that you can do is if you do have the kids, you could set up a fun experience to do with them if possible. Maybe a fun bonding experience that also, you don't get to have that one-on-one time with the kids when your partner's around. And that doesn't matter whether that's your bio kids or your stepkids or all of them, but maybe you can set up something fun to do with them. That'll help pass the time a little bit too. And then I would just say, don't call your partner for every little detail. I know that it's tempting because you're home and you're lonely and you want to talk to them, but give them the space while they're away to do what it is that they need to do, whatever it is, and don't bother them with every little thing. And if you're busy doing your own thing, you won't feel that you need to. And try to catch up on the things that you haven't gotten to do, right? Maybe. Do some organization in the house if you don't get to do that. Whatever it is that you don't get to do normally, just fill up your time with that. It'll make the time pass by much quicker. Now, if you're the parent that is leaving, if you're going out of town and you are leaving your partner home with the kids, with their responsibilities, my suggestion is just make sure you check in with your partner. I know that you might be busy working or doing your thing, But still, don't forget, if you can, to call every now and then or text every now and then so that they know that you appreciate the fact that they are there holding down the fort while you're gone. That's really, really important to remember that your partner's at home taking care of things so you could be away. And at the same time, trust your partner to handle things. Right, because it could be tempting while you're away to just totally freak out and think that your partner can't handle things and that things are going to go crazy at home and you start to overthink and worry about everything. But remember that you're with this person for a reason and you've got to trust them that they can handle things at home. And if they can't, they'll call you, but don't obsess over everything that they're doing. Remember to give them a little bit of space And it's not going to make them feel very good if you're checking up on them for everything either, because then they'll know that you're not trusting them and they won't feel good about that. So check in, but don't overly check in. And then when it's time to reunite, when you guys are getting back together, if you're the person that was left at home, create some excitement for your returning Partner. Maybe if the kids are there, it could be fun for them to make a sign or a welcome banner. I know that uh, Sean's daughter, she decorated the door for him when he got home, and we wanted to make it exciting for him. And, you know, I was tired. I was, let me tell you, I didn't realize how anxious I was while he was gone until he got home and then the tiredness came over me because then I must have just completely relaxed. But I didn't want him to see any of that stress on me. I wanted to give him a chance to get settled before just like throwing everything his way. So, and that's what I did and that's what I recommend to you. So if you're coming, uh, if you're home and you have your partner coming home, make sure that you let them get home Be excited, let them transition, let them get settled before you start just having diarrhea of the mouth and throwing everything their way, if you can help it. And if you are the partner that is coming home, even if you're tired from your trip, whatever it was, be excited to see your family because they're definitely excited to see you. And then, of course, be sure to show some appreciation for your partner that stayed home and stayed back because they did handle the responsibilities while you were gone. And that is important because you were able to work or go on a trip or do whatever you needed to do. And so you definitely just want to make sure you let your partner know that you appreciate them and that you appreciate that you guys can work together as a team. You know, I'm a lucky person because this doesn't really happen a lot for me. Sean and I we don't work apart. We're hardly ever apart. But I know that there are many of you, this is just a regular occurrence for you. And I really do feel for you because it wasn't easy for me. I mean, I was very lonely some of the nights and it started to get really painful about day three or four. It started to feel like it was going to be unbearable. And I actually had access to talk to him We weren't really able to FaceTime that much, so I couldn't really see him, but we definitely were able to talk. And I know that that's even much better of a situation for some people that are military or other situations where you really can't talk to the person. And so... I know that it's not easy. So I would love for some of you that are dealing with that on a regular basis, please share your tips on how you make it work in your blended family home. I would love to get some feedback on that. You could send it to Melissa at Blended Family Podcast. Um, You can also continue the conversation over in the Facebook group. Again, that is blendedfamilypodcast.com. Slash group, But I will tell you, I definitely have a new appreciation for my husband, Sean, and what he does around the house. Because even though I know he's always here and he's doing things, you really don't realize all the things that your partner does for you sometimes until they're gone. And so whether you do experience distance or not in your relationship, you can still learn to appreciate having your partner around uh, because even if you have your partner around all the time, you never know if something's gonna come up where you're gonna have a separation due to a trip. So it's just super important. Uh, Thank you all so much for listening. You guys have been so supportive lately, especially with my inconsistencies as we get our other business off the ground. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. I love you all so much. And I hope to be back next week with another show. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.